Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome in. It's Wednesday. It's not a match day, so we have stoppage time on Wednesday. Next week, different story. The Wednesday games will be piling up. There was another one that was officially added to the schedule with LAFC's elimination from the U.S. Open Cup. So, Mike, things are getting very, very busy for Atlanta United, and they've got to figure out how to stop giving up goals. That's the, the good thing. Um, sorry, thank you for unmuting. Um, yeah, they're scoring goals like crazy. That's the good thing. I mean, I do, I do remember there was a time a couple of years ago where we were told uh, that fans would rather see high-scoring draws than low-scoring wins. Uh, well, you you got your wish on Saturday. Didn't feel like too many people were happy about that. So I guess that narrative has shifted a little bit. I wasn't. <laughs> I actually look. I mean, I I thought it was a really entertaining game. I hated it, the outcome. But I thought it was a really entertaining game. Uh, you know, real real credit to Yorgos Yakimakis for for pulling Atlanta United out of the the you know metaphorical fire a little bit uh, to start the second half. And look, Chicago's goals. Atlanta United is leaking goals right now, and I'm not happy about that. I don't like conceding twice to a team that was playing 10 v 11, all three of Chicago's goals were really good goals. Uh, I mean, they were well-worked team goals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe exacerbated somewhat by errors by Atlanta United, but they were good goals. Um, you didn't have any howlers. Uh, no. didn't really have that. Um, no, that's the frustrating thing, and that's why it's hard to quantify. And, I mean, I, I went into the weeds a little bit numbers-wise on AST on Monday night, and when you look at this team defensively, take the goals conceded out of it. Not, I know that's the biggest issue with it, and that's the biggest number you're going to look at. But when you try to get to the why of that and, and how are they giving up this many goals, when you look at the numbers in terms of what they're doing, they're not allowing teams to pass at a high percentage. That's in the top 10 in the league. 
they're, they were number one coming into the weekend and not allowing long passes to be completed. And, and that's twofold. That's winning the, the duel initially. That's being very good in the air, which this team has been all season long. Um, it's also winning the second ball, and, and Atlanta's done a good job of that. They're top five in duels coming into the weekend. They were top three in not allowing progressive passes, not allowing teams to pass the ball forward in large chunks. They were number three, four in not allowing teams to get into the pass into the final third. I mean, all of those things point you to this is in terms of scheme and, and system and overall a good defensive team. And and when you get down to that nitty gritty of it, yeah, Chicago made plays and Atlanta didn't defensively. And I don't want to oversimplify it. I, I don't want to, you know, just discard system and style and tactics. You know me, I'm going to dig into that stuff as deep as I can. But when you get down to this, in this case, Jordan Shakiri made plays, didn't really run much, didn't really do a lot, made plays. He created the the first goal. Uh, I, you know, it might have been an Olympico. It might have been saved by Westberg and come back off of Parata. It might have taken a touch off. I don't know. It was very, very close. But you give Shakiri a ton of credit for hitting that ball. You give Shakiri a ton of credit on the second goal for hitting that long ball, not pressured, but still, he hits that long ball, and that creates the opportunity that Shabilko and Haile Selassie make a play. And and when it comes down to that third goal, you can't let the cross come in. You can't let Chicago have the the plays there. But you also have to clear the ball. And when you get down to these situations. To me, it's not about a shape issue. It's not about you put another player back there. It doesn't mean the play gets made. Like this is about a, making a play, and and ultimately, Atlanta United doesn't make enough plays in the defensive third, and they've got to start doing it because Miles Robinson is a top defender in this league. Juan Parata is having a very good season. The fullbacks are outstanding, but there's been too many times, and you can look at all of them. There's been too many times that plays haven't been made. Big saves haven't been made. Big plays in the defensive third just haven't been made in those 1v1 duels. Overall, top five team in duels, in winning duels, the duels. Top five. But when you're not getting them done in those key moments, this is what happens. And you have 28 goals scored, which is an incredible number, a ridiculous number. And you've given up 24, which negates some of that. And that's frustrating. Half of them, though, given up in only three matches. True. And, and I think, it, like, again, I, I'm I'm not trying to um, put rose-colored glasses on an obvious issue for Atlanta United right now because it is an obvious issue. I did see the stat, though, uh, and I, I didn't have time to confirm it independently, but the stat looks correct based on the matches and the times that he has not played. Mm-hmm. Atlanta United, without Miles Robinson, is conceding almost five goals per 90. With Miles Robinson, they're conceding less than two goals per 90. Um, again, that just goes back to that, you know, half the goals you've conceded have come in three matches. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I, I mean, again, if, if you want to just kind of look at an individual stat that does concern me, because you're right, it, you know, you've been pretty good on duels, been pretty good at denying long, accurate long balls, things Borderline like that. Borderline elite. 
Like it's it's Four not even like top half. Like you're talking in, like top five. In fact, hold Jason, one moment, please. I'm gonna see if I can even look this up. I and again, I'm not picking on anyone. This is a complicated scenario right now that does not yeah. fall. 100%. squarely at the boots of one person. I want to be really, really clear on that. Uh, no, I, you know, I, I definitely don't think that it does. I, I want to be very clear on that. That said, I want to see if I can pull this up. I'm looking at the league stats right now. Um, yeah, okay, can pull it up. Uh, and as I suspected, Atlanta United, by far, 29th out of 29 teams, by far, in shot stopping by far where you look at the, the, the better uh, defensive teams. Hold on. And making saves on shots. Correct. Okay. So so that, that can say two things. And this is where numbers can be interpreted. They're not giving up many shots and they're not giving up many shots on goal. And that goes back to the whole idea. Like, when you take the entire 11 and you say, is this a good defensive team or a bad defensive team? A lot of the numbers point to a good defensive team, not giving up many shots and not giving up many shots on goal is absolutely a good defensive. Well, so, so to your point, Jason, I mean, that that's a really good point. Let's dig into that a second. Atlanta United is one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh in the league in shots against. Okay. That that's upper third. Seventh in the league in shots against. Fifty-two shots against them this year. Um, you, you know your 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 disruptive pressing teams like Red Bulls, Philadelphia. Um, they're going to be up there a little bit better. But Atlanta has seen fifty-two shots this year. They've given up twenty-four goals. I'm assuming that shots on target against. By the way, yeah. um, but no, it, twenty-eight of the twenty-nine teams in the league have a save percentage over 60 this year. 28 out of 29 teams saving 60% or more of the shots they faced this year. Atlanta, 53%. Now, again, want to be incredibly clear on this. I am not saying that the the leaking goals is Quentin Westberg's fault or uh, Brad Guzan's fault or Claymont Diop's fault. I am not suggesting that. But... I think it does indicate that you have been, and I'm not trying to put rose-colored glasses on it, but maybe just a teeny bit unlucky. A teeny bit unlucky that you have done a decent job of limiting opportunities by your opponent, but in the limited opportunities, the opponent has been very, very good at converting. Also keep in mind, too, you know, let, let let's take those three matches columbus chicago and charlotte let's put them off to the side um you know you gave up two to miami had a penalty though uh you gave up uh one to new york uh, city on the road you clean sheeted colorado um who else am i leaving out among recent matches like in um uh april for example three against nashville but you were you were pushed way high on the third goal in stoppage time. So I'm going to put that off to the side. Um, I guess what I'm just trying to say is I agree with you that I don't think there's a systematic malfunction right now with this team. I think it comes down to individual execution. And the individual execution has not been good enough. It has been good enough in the attack with Yakimakis playing. 
It has been good enough. It has yeah. not been good enough defensively. Team scored in every game. They're outperforming their XG on the whole. They are underperforming their XG allowed on the whole. They're giving up more goals than XG tells you they should. They're right. scoring more goals than XG tells you they should. Um, you look back, I mean, Chicago 1.3 in XG on Saturday. Now, one of those goals well, is from an Olympico, which is like a zero. Yeah. Um, but it still uh, gets in the goal. That's the point. Um, Charlotte was 2.3. They scored three. Miami was 1.4 in XG. They scored two. Nashville was 2.4 and they scored three. Um, Chicago, the first time at home, better. It was 1.5. They only scored yeah. one. Toronto was 0. 0.7. They scored two. NYC was right on the dot, one and one. Yeah. I'm looking at FB ref, their XG, yeah. just to yeah. give you that. Um, Red Bull was 0. 0.9. They didn't, they didn't score. Columbus was 2.2, and they scored six. Um, right. Portland was right on it. They scored one. It was 0. 0.7. Uh, away to Charlotte, it was 1.2, and they didn't score any. That's that's a good day at the office in terms of, of making plays. Toronto at home, it was 0. 0.3, and they scored one. So, I mean, that's a lot of games where it's not even within half a goal. And this is XG, and it's not, it's not entirely accurate. Like, when you look at it over a whole season – it's going to be a little bit closer to reality. You can pick game to game, and you have an Olympico that gets in the net, and it, it throws everything off. But Atlanta United's got to make more plays in the defensive third, and, and it really just it comes down to those kinds of things. And yeah. I, I go back to something that, that Pep Guardiola talked about this weekend. And I mentioned it on AST, but I, I want to say it again here. Like They were asking him what he had learned defensively recently, and – he talked about the value of those defenders winning 1v1s and winning those battles. And, and he said, you know, when you go up against the guys that he's going up against in those games, you know, it's a Mo Salah, it's a Saka, it's a Vinicius Jr. You can have the system right. You can play really well. You can do everything right. And one duel, one moment, you don't win it and you lose. And you lose. And your season, your everything can be done, especially when you're talking about like Champions League as the the bar for success. One mm -hmm. game, you're done. Mm -hmm. And that's what is happening too often because I think Brooks Lennon has had some great defensive performances this year. He's been beaten a couple of times on goals. Andrew Gutman's had some great defensive performances this season. He's been beaten a couple of times on goals. Miles Robinson's been beaten on goals and made mistakes that have caused goals. Parata has. It, it's been across the board. It's not one person, and that's what's frustrating about it because that's not an easy fix, and you have to get down to this idea of so much of a focus on getting numbers forward and scoring goals, and it should be, and that's what this club has been advertised to be from day one. Go score goals. Win games 4-3. Tying games 3-3 wasn't part of the equation. Winning games 4-3 was, but that's still giving up three goals, and that means that one time, and in this game, this could have been a 4-3 game really easily. The one mistake that Yorgos Yakimakis makes when he has an opportunity to win it and make it 4-3, he missed, and, and that's the life of a striker, and it happens, well, and you can't rely on that. That's right. I would also point out, Jason, I, I think it could have been a, a 6-3 or a 7-3 game if Chris Brady doesn't tip two or three sure. Armada free kicks over the crossbar. And, Absolutely. And I, think, and I think that's, again, one of the separators that we're talking about maybe even on Saturday where um, Chicago 
made and really their goalkeeper <laughs> to be but. specific made two or three plays that Atlanta United did not make in the defensive third. Uh, and, and I mean, Chicago could have very easily been run off the pitch mm-hmm. if Brady does not make those two or three saves. And I think it was one in each half where he tipped a free kick over the crossbar. And then I think he made a third big save on an amount, amount of free kick. And then a fourth one that unfortunately he, he, uh, deflected yeah, right Gutman. to Andrew Gutman. Yeah, Gutman scores on. Um, but again, that's just, that's kind of what's happened right now. You're getting punished for, um, you know, these, I'm going to use a Thomas Dimitrov term under executions, you're getting Mm -hmm. punished. And sometimes your opponent's not getting punished. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co-worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required see store for details old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with america's best warranty and three years or thirty-six thousand miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Now, all that being said, I just want to point out again, I know not everyone wants to hear this, <laughs> but you are almost halfway through the season, okay? You're, you're going into match week 15. 17 is going to be halfway. So you're going to play at Orlando, New England, and at LAFC. By the way, three very, very difficult matches going into the halfway point. I think Atlanta United will do well if they get more than four points out of the next three. I think if you get more than four out of the next three, you've done well. All that said, to this point, through 15 matches, you're almost halfway through the season. You'd be hosting a playoff game at the season ended right now. You know, so... I would rather be having this kind of concern and this kind of discussion being in fourth place than being in 14th place and trying to figure out a way to to recover and get back up there. And especially this year, your playoff format is is going to be very forgiving. Now, I know that's yeah. not acceptable to a lot of people who think, you know, you've got to win the Shield every year. Um, but in reality, I think we do 
maybe micro analyze and I'll, I'll put myself into this, you, you know, leaving the stadium on Saturday, I felt like Atlanta United lost. My wife had to remind me when I got back to the hotel that Atlanta United did not lose the match. Uh, and I think we've had a couple instances this year where uh, the result has been better than maybe the match felt. And certainly there have been some instances where the result's been better than the way the match felt. But I think, again, there's been one. San Jose? Uh, San Jose is a little different to me. Chicago at home. Yeah. San Jose is a little different to me because, I mean, Atlanta was all over them the whole day. It took forever to get the breakthrough, but it wasn't like Atlanta played badly in that game. You gave up the first goal and you're running uphill. Chicago, you didn't play well. That was the, the worst performance in a win. But you deserved more out of Toronto. Didn't make plays at the end. You deserved more out of Chicago on the road. You didn't make plays at the end. That's two games on the road that very nearly could have won. And then that road record looks very different. And then everything's very different. It's thin margins. It's very thin margins. And and that's what Major League Soccer is, I think, now more than ever. And it's only going to get harder in this regard. Individual plays executing in key moments are going to make the difference. Teams are are more 1v1 and dual focused than ever. The Mm -hmm. system dictates what you get out of it. And the system is very important. You can't just YOLO it and say, you know, go play. Like the the days of what Seattle did back in the day with Dempsey and Obafemi Martins up top. And it was, we're going to put eight behind the ball and we're going to play it to those two. And they're just going to figure something out because they're really good. That doesn't work anymore. You've got to create advantages, but it all comes down to winning those moments. And and right now Atlanta's winning them on the attacking end uh, far more often than not. And they're not winning enough defensively. And and that's a problem. It's something that's got to change, but this was a four point week. In terms yeah. of the Wednesday and the weekend, it was yeah. a win at home. It was a draw on the road. That's good. Right. Uh, on paper, you tell me that's what, what you're going to get out of it. Okay. I, I'm, I'm happy with that. I wasn't happy with what happened in a game where you had a man advantage for a long period of time. Couldn't put it away. Full credit to Chicago for fighting and kind of YOLOing it in terms of we're going to throw every attacker we have and see what happens. And they made something happen. And that's, that's what it is. Atlanta's made things happen late in games before. Chicago did this time, but Atlanta's got to be better defensively to see that game out. Or you're just going to have to start scoring four and five goals a game, and nobody <laughs> does that. Not on a regular basis. No, no. It is interesting. One, one more note just on the road form, and then I want to pivot to Orlando because, it, yeah, I, I, I talked at great length Saturday night. I was tweeting about it, about Atlanta United's road form over the last – season and a half now and it, it seems really bleak when you say um when you, you know, just only, talk about wins yes yeah only three well but okay and you're right just about wins three in the last 25 that's not very good but there's more to it than that because you really do in fairness have to include draws when yeah. you're having this discussion most leagues in the world you win home draw road you're going to be great and and your fans are going to take that you know, so if you factor the draws in, uh, again, you've only won three of your last 25, but factoring in the draws, your road record is about mid-table for the Shield this year. You know, you're, I think, 14th out of 29 in, in road form this year. And even if you want to throw last year into it, there's still, I think, eight 
teams that had worse road records than Atlanta United over the last year and a half. And Atlanta's not been good on the road. So I, I think it just goes to the point again that we've been trying to make. And again, not trying to to you know suggest in any way that Atlanta United's road form is acceptable. It's it's not to us. I'm sure it's not to them either. You want to win every game on the road. It's not feasible though. No. And, and especially in a league like this. There's not a lot separating the best team from the worst team in this league right now. Um, That's just a fact. It it is a very, very evenly matched league, and it has been for the last couple years. And you have not, in the last five or six years, seen a team dominate this league year after year after year. Even the great LAFC. You know, I was working on the great LAFC today. Uh, because it, and believe it or not, you know why I could finish my notes on LAFC today? They do not, this is amazing. They do not play another league match until they see Atlanta United. Yep. How crazy is that? They played last Saturday against San Jose and they do not play another league match until they play Atlanta United on June 7th because they're going to be in champions league. And they did have open cup last night. They lost, uh, the great LAFC. From their team that Atlanta United played just two years ago at the Benz, do you know how many players are left from that LAFC team just two years ago? Oh, not a whole lot. Five. That's it. <laughs> Five. That's I thought. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, obviously, Vela is one of them, and and they've you know, reloaded pretty well. They've reloaded incredibly well, and they've gotten a lot of their decisions right, but. Again, you know, for for the crew that just, you know, can't understand why, you know, Atlanta United looks so much different than it did in 2018, it's just not possible a long in a league ago. as capped as strictly as this one to maintain roster continuity like that. So then what you have to do is you have to hope that you get all your decisions right or most of them right. It's impossible to get them all right. You hope you get most of them right or more more right than not. And um you know, we, we could we could go all day on, on that. Look, compared season. to NYC, NYC won the title yeah. two years ago, and they're not the same team anymore. And they're not the same team right now, and they're really struggling on the road. I mean, yeah. these are things that happen. So Atlanta's got to find, I think, more plays in the defensive third, especially against a team in Orlando who, look, I don't think defensively is a great team. I feel like this is a team that Atlanta can score goals on, but yeah. – I think their attack is one that can worry you. Oh, it, yes. Yeah, no, 100%. But, again, you talk about where Atlanta has struggled on the road. This is an outlier building. This is where Atlanta United has done very well. They won there last year. Should have won there two years ago under Valentino. Uh, kind of fell apart very late. Uh, but but played well enough to win there. Um it got a really good draw there in the, the COVID season in 2020, and then got blown out very late in the year when things were were winding down, but got a really nice draw there in 2020. And then prior to 2020, you had never lost there. So it, it's a venue in which you've played well. Conditions actually look like they're going to be freakishly good uh, for late May in Orlando, like unbelievably good, upper 60s and – not very humid good for which for late may is okay you'll take, take that it. so that's a break um i do really uh, wonder and, and want to kind of workshop with you briefly jason the lineup now because you know our is out wiley obviously is out 
Abara is out. Um, you know, you, the remainder of the injured players, we could kind of go through that later. But you, you're going to have a need now to address the right side because our Ruju is out. Here's what Isn't I'll tell you. Simple, I, I think it'll be. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Is it as simple as Hernandez and Lennon coming down yeah, the right side of Lennon yeah. pushing higher? Yeah, that's what it is for me. Um, you know, I, I think there's a question with Brad Gazan now with multiple weeks uh, of training. I think last week was the first one where he fully joined in sessions. Um, how close he is. Uh, Osvaldo Alonso, I think there's a question too uh, on how close he is because um, he's got about the same about the same as Brad, I think, actually, in terms of getting back into full sessions. Um, Ozzy has been a little bit slower, and I think he might still be a little limited in things. And it likes um, like it, to get him on the trip. I, I, I at least want to get him traveling and, close. and being around. It, it really know? close. Like he was yesterday in the, the session that was fully open to the media, and it's a Tuesday session. It's not the longest or most intense of the week by far, but he was a full participant and, and I watched him a good bit and you can tell, I think he's trying to get through the rust side of it a little bit right now and, and get those instincts sharper where he, where he's always been. And it's a little bit of that, that process. I don't know where his fitness is. And that's the, the other part that just, we don't know yet. Um, I don't think he factors in this weekend. Uh, I think the back line it's Gutman on one side, it's Hernandez on the other, because I mean, even in a, three goal game i thought ronald hernandez was very good once again um mm -hmm. and he's been one of the best players gonzalo pineda's talked about in training all year long and he's in a good run of form and he helps you solve this problem because i think you can put him at right back push brooks lennon up to right wing he's going to be fresh in this one uh, santiago sosa did work on the side yesterday um but they feel really good about where his ankle is there was some swelling that's why he didn't factor into the game and wasn't on the bench in Chicago. Uh, he was moving pretty well, and they're going to be careful because right now he's the six um, with a Ibarra out on yellow card accumulation. So I think he's going to be okay. I think they were maybe uh, metaphorical bubble wrap yesterday to make sure he's going to be okay, give him every opportunity. He'll train the rest of the week, and I'd assume if if everything's good that he'll train on Thursday and Gonzalo Pineda will talk about it. Um, beyond that, I mean, I think it's Hosechu right now because Sadich is out. I don't think Fortune has gotten there yet. Tiago Almada will be there. Etienne will be on one wing. I think Yorgos Yakamakis will be good enough to start this week. Um, you know, he, the, you look at progression, and, and it was 30-ish and then 45, and now – you get past 45, you can start him. And I think he should be good to start. And then Lennon on the right wing. Um, I think the questions are, you know, Sosa making sure that everything is still good with his progression uh, from the ankle issue and goalkeeper. I think those are the biggest questions. If Sosa, God forbid, would not be able to go or give you 60, then what? Is it Josetu playing the six and Fortune yes. getting in there? I think that's probably it. Um Trying to think if there's any other. Well, you know, I, I think what mm, I think it's down to two possibilities. I, I think if that's the case, yes, Hosechu drops deeper, and we've seen that happen before when the team's been out of Alonzo and Sosa and Ibarra all hurt last year at the same time. Uh, Hosechu can sit there, and I think it's either Fortune or Wolf who factors in mm -hmm. as the eight. Um, and it might be Tyler because, you know, look. 
going back to the the original point of, of what I was saying about on the defensive side making plays, I think Tyler Wolf can give more. I think he can play better. I, I have high expectations for him based off what we've seen. But he's made plays. And with the twos and with the first team, he scored goals. He's created goals. He's made plays. I think he can do more. But he's made plays. He's produced. And that might get him into the starting lineup here if Sosa can't go. Or and potentially on the wing. Honestly, like yeah. he could play on the wing too. Yeah. Yeah. And and real quick, I don't know enough about Abram. There's no way Abram could play as a holding midfielder, is there? <sighs> He's got the the soccer IQ and the technical ability to do it. I just don't think he's ever really done it. That would be an absolute break glass in in case of emergency okay. move. I think it's Hosechu, and and you'd you'd be more comfortable that way. the The other question, I mean, if you're again trying to go way down into possibilities, do you play the three center backs uh, with Abram, Porata, Robinson? and play Hosechu in front where you're protecting that a little bit more. I don't love that, honestly. I don't. I, I think this team is best in a 4-3-3. I think the attack is best in a 4-3-3. If you do that, it's it's twofold. I, I think you're trying to protect a six if if it's not so. So if it's so, so I don't think it's any question. I think it's 4-3-3. Um, but if you do that, you're trying to protect more defensively, but you're also sending a message that, you don't think this team can solve the defensive issues. And that is a very important button to push if you push it because it's hard to recover from that. And we saw it last year more out of necessity with personnel that caused it and also lack of experience that, yeah, you had to push that button and say, we've got to be better defensively. I got to get more numbers into the team defensively. This team's better than that, in my opinion. If that button gets pushed, I think then you have to play that way the rest of the way, and then you're going to sacrifice numbers in the attack. Now, with Autorujo leaving, and you have the opportunity to kind of recreate how you want to set your team up, I don't know. You've seen Yakamakis for a while now. Maybe you pair him with somebody. Maybe you go 3-5-2-5-3-2. There's doors that can be opened here to do different things, but this team's been built to play a 4-3-3 as it's currently constructed. They've scored 28 goals in it, so working pretty well on that side of the field. You don't want to mess with that. You've just got to be better defensively, and I think you can do it without adding another defender and taking away an attacker and then making your attack not as good, which doesn't guarantee your defense is better. Mm -hmm. Just having another body there doesn't guarantee your defense is better. All right. Well, uh, we'll be down in Orlando this weekend for Woo! very exciting memorial day weekend uh we'll we'll be with you uh from explorer stadium though saturday seven o'clock for the five stripes countdown 7 30 will be the kickoff uh we'll do the full-time report after the match i think our next wednesday stoppage time may not be until june 14th because as jason said new england will be next wednesday and then we're in la the week after on a wednesday so it might be a couple weeks before we do a wednesday we're going to try to do something yeah, stay Before tuned. Then, maybe on a Tuesday. So like, I think we the home game is fairly easy to do a Tuesday if schedules align. I think we'll definitely do a, a Tuesday stoppage time from LA because we'll be out there. Uh, we should be out there by that time. So yeah. I think we can do one Tuesday and we'll be in the same spot. Yeah. Um, two other notes really quick before we go. Uh, one, later today in Gainesville, uh, Atlanta United Foundation 
is opening its second GA 100 pitch of the, the initiative it's opening. Um, oh, and I can't remember the name of the park. It is a kind of new park in Gainesville. It's Myrtle street park. Uh, and that opening starts at four 30 today. Uh, some players will be there. Garth Lagerway will be there along with the Gainesville mayor, Sam Kuvillen and the United way of hall County president, Jessica Dudley. So that's super cool that yeah. these are starting now that the funding has been given to a lot of different ones. The construction is, is done on the one in Brunswick, Georgia, and now the one in Gainesville opens. And then uh, U-20s national teams for Atlanta. Of course, Caleb Wiley scored yesterday for the U-20s. Good win for the U-20s. They're playing really well. They're going to get to the next round. On the women's side of the U-20s, the CONCACAF tournament starts tonight for the U.S., and a Lawrenceville native, Florida State attacker, formerly a Cambridge High School and UFA on the youth side, Jordan Dudley is part of that team. Um, so very cool to see U20 players on both sides, on the men's yeah. and the women's, factoring in for the U.S. national teams. Very cool. That game's at 7 o'clock on FS1, by the way, if you want to watch the U.S. U20 women. Yeah, no, I, I kind of was – it was – just as easy to find the U-20 Men's World Cup on TV. but I think it's okay. going to be as we get okay. a little bit further along. But, yeah, it's nightmare. been a bit of a nightmare so far. No, really cool to see Caleb score uh, yesterday. By all accounts, man of the match on Saturday, uh, even though he did not score. But man of the match and the win over um, – um, who was it? Not Ecuador. 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 Uzbekistan. That was Argentina. So, um yeah, so uh, as you said, they're going to be in the next round. Anyhow, uh, we'll see you from Orlando on Saturday. Have a great holiday weekend, and uh, stay tuned to our Twitter pages, and uh, we'll let you know when the next edition of Stoppage Time is. Take care. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.